In 2009, Al Gore, writing in his book, Our Choice, presented an optimistic vision of wind power and how it can be harnessed in the race to save us from the degrading effects of greenhouse gas emissions. Mr. Gore explained that wind farms with multiple windmills can be added on a scalable basis. He described how windmills can be built and installed within two months. With low maintenance and long durability, a compelling case was made for wind energy, especially ocean-based wind turbines, where winds are usually stronger than on land. In this episode of Climate Monitor, we present a report entitled Global Offshore Wind Industry Takes Huge Strides by Paul Brown of the Climate News Network. Here is his August 12, 2020 report. The global offshore wind industry is booming, rapidly growing in size and earning vastly more across the globe. Despite COVID-19's grim effects on many businesses, the orders for the global offshore wind industry have increased dramatically in the first half of 2020, totaling $35 billion U.S. dollars, up 319% compared to 2019. Although this already makes it the fastest-growing industry in the world, it seems likely to be only the start of an extraordinary boom in a business that is still improving its technology, and because of that, the prices for the electricity it produces are tumbling. Europe was a pioneer of the industry, since its many square kilometers of shallow sea in the continental shelf meant there were many locations ideal for driving piles into the seabed to anchor the turbines, which happily were close to markets in major coastal cities. As the technology has improved, the size of the turbines being installed has increased, now reaching 10 megawatts and heading soon for 12 megawatts. And as the turbines have grown bigger, the cost of the electricity they produce has come down. And offshore farms now not only compete with fossil fuels, but are far cheaper than nuclear energy. The Far East, China, and Taiwan have already become huge markets, and the U.S. is beginning to invest heavily too. Designs by the U.S. National Renewable Energy Laboratory are already available for 15 to 20 megawatt turbines. These will be 150 meters high, with rotor diameters of 240 meters longer than two football pitches. The extraordinary size of these models allows them to take advantage of the higher, and more constant wind speeds available further out to sea, which provides a more reliable output. While the boom in wind farms fixed to the seabed develops, a new surge is also expected in floating wind farms. These use what are basically identical turbines mounted on rafts anchored by cables to the seabed, allowing them to operate in much deeper water. Floating wind farms have already been in operation and have exceeded output expectations. But like all prototypes they were expensive. As with all successful renewable energy technologies, though, the price of installation and operation will continue to fall as the industry gains experience and confidence. Only 20 years ago, turbines producing 3 megawatts of electricity were considered giants. Today's engineers are already considering whether models able to generate more than 20 megawatts are feasible. The International Energy Agency said in 2019, that the European Union, the US, Japan, India and even China had enough offshore wind potential to cover all their electricity needs. That was before the latest designs for even bigger turbines had been unveiled. The International Energy Agency report said, Today's offshore wind market doesn't even come close to tapping the full potential. With high-quality resources available in most major markets, offshore wind has the potential to generate more than 420,000 terawatt-hours per year worldwide. This is more than 18 times global electricity demand today. 
This report was published by the Climate News Network, which can be found at climatenewsnetwork.net. The Climate News Network is a free and objective service, publishing a daily news story on climate and energy issues. You can sign up for the climatenewsnetwork.net reports to be sent the latest articles straight to your inbox. You can also support the network by contributing on their website. If you like these podcasts, please let us know and tell your contacts. The email address is mchester at climatemonitor.tv. I'm Mitch Chester. Please join us next time.